0: Okay, here we go.
1: (laughs) Hey yo, I'm CK and you're listening to Practice. I'm your functional systems integrator, and this is my podcast where practice is not just the theme of the show, but the whole purpose behind it. I'm using this platform to practice podcasting, as well as speaking in general, while espousing half thoughts and providing unsolicited advice. As always, I'm fortunate to be joined by my practice partner and partner in life, Pam. Hey, that's me. Pam is also my pattern awareness manager, and every Sunday we reflect on the past week and my progress with this practice, along with other lifestyle practices, as well as theories and ideas behind the virtues of practice itself. We're doing, this, we're doing this on the fly, so don't hold me responsible for what I say here. Make sure to check out my show notes where I'll provide some back-checking, self-psychoanalysis, and commentary on things I could have done better. You may find this and more information about this project at forcesofequal.com slash practice. Today we're recording on Sunday, August 16th, 2020. This is our 25th practice session. 25!
0: are a quarter of a century
1: old. Yeah. Uh, qu- I mean, not quite a century, but...
0: Isn't a century a uh, hundred?
1: Yeah, but it's been 25 weeks, so... A <laughs> oh, well, century uh, of episodes. Okay. <laughs> so, I am actually going to change things up a little bit this week with no warning whatsoever to Pam.
0: <laughs> What's new?
1: But, yeah, instead of going through and having, like, these dedicated segments or whatnot, which we kind of got away from the past couple weeks anyway, I just want to kind of have, like, a little discussion or make it more of a discussion rather than trying to fit stuff into neat little boxes. And I'm trying to slow things down for myself in terms of my communicative aspects or communication and this is because in listening back to previous episodes first of all I can definitely tell that I've been improving with my speaking abilities Mm -hmm. and my communication and my thought processing where in The first episodes I can totally see that or I can hear myself having sympathetic reactions or these stress or anxiety reactions while I'm talking and then I go into this like I I can hear myself going into like a thought cycle and self-editing and listeners may have heard me like say like kind of go through this edit cycle in terms of saying synonyms back to back when I'm talking and not like finding the exact words. Hmm. So then I'll repeat like three similar words and (laughs) just kind of self-edit right on the spot. So it's little things like that here and there that I'm noticing in terms of how I'm feeling in the moment when I look back and reflect. So in observing that, i can see where i can improve and how i how i can improve and i can kind of see why i get into those situations and most of the time it's because i get kicked out of the present moment basically and so i start thinking about the future like how this is going to come off how you know how what i'm saying is going to come off and then, you know, I may start self-editing right there and try to correct myself or s- start getting in to start stumbling around like I am now, basically, <laughs> thinking about how this is going to come off and, you know, start correcting myself and try to make things more clear. And that's basically one of the whole reasons that I'm doing this is because I have this fear or anxiety of being misunderstood. And it's not necessarily because i'm saying the wrong things it's just coming out wrong or the wrong things in my mind or like the wrong way or whatnot or you know i may be rather than living in the future and thinking about how things are coming off i may be already looking back and thinking about how i said some things and looking back towards the past and, you know getting out of the moment that way so I want to practice slowing things down and staying in the moment and we've been talking about this kind of stuff a lot throughout the weeks throughout the past couple of weeks and we're all about being in the present and taking things as they are and even relating it to the momentum wave staying in the sweet spot of the wave so it's all Related. So that's kind of my intention for this change up. And we'll see how things go from there. What do you think, Pam?
0: I think that it's a great practice for practice. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of times, when you start to go into that thought cycle, when you start editing yourself, you then end up taking whatever thought that you were in the middle of and actually making it way more complicated oh totally so i think that in your goal to be understood you actually end up biting yourself in the backside trying to keep this pg for you um (laughs) because you get so um wrapped up in that thought process so then you end up going on like a million different tangents in your original point gets lost right so i think that it's going to be really good for you to focus on like a train of thought and trying to complete what you were saying and and be understood in that rather than getting wrapped up in a million different thoughts and going off on all of your yeah
1: (laughs) yeah and it's going to be a process obviously and it will be a slow and iterative iterative evolving process and yeah i don't know if i'm conveying my thoughts here and articulating everything the way i want it the way i want to be articulating it but the whole thing is like i can feel uh it's okay so this is uh, uh, i'm getting into the thought cycle already but i mean so let's try practicing here and slow down and maybe even pause, take a breath and reflect and realize that like this whole feeling is an abstract feeling like it's hard to put it into words because it's hard to relate these feelings to how other people may relate to the same feeling. But the whole thing is, you know, I'm trying to convey how I'm feeling in order to illustrate why I'm why I think I'm getting into some of these patterns that I'm getting into. So, yeah, I mean, it's difficult because In general you know if you ask someone about their feelings that's difficult in itself
0: depends on who they are I'll tell you Uh. everything (laughs) (laughs) you definitely have a hard time explaining how you're feeling and a lot of
1: people do I guess yeah that's a good point and got to stay mindful about spectral potentiality there and empathy and theory of mind other people don't think the same way that you do Mm -hmm. and so you have to keep that in mind as well so Yeah, I don't know. Hopefully some people can relate to what I'm talking about here and maybe they're able to put it into better words. Um, But yeah, I'm going to keep practicing this and continue asserting myself, basically. Something else that I've been thinking about the past couple weeks is my own development. And my own developmental process because as I mentioned a few weeks ago I had an epiphany in terms of why I'm lacking in self-confidence and how my upbringing affected that and in talking with my parents a couple weeks ago we of got through some of those layers and peeled back some things and uncovered some things where my parents confidence or lack thereof in my success as i grow up and proceed through life was lack. my parents confidence in me was lacking so you know there's it's no wonder why my own confidence was lacking so in that with all that information, I've also kind of have this, I, I have this idea that my own development throughout my childhood and a- adolescence was very tightly bounded by my super system, which was my parents at that time. So super system referring to the systems outside above our systems the system that we as humans are a part of so my immediate relational super system is is my parental system so my parents were my super system and that super system basically encompassed what i was able to do while i was in the care and supervision of my parents which was through childhood and adolescence through my high schooling and I didn't really get out of that system until I got to college and looking back there's a very distinct difference between my my life as an adolescent or you know before college and after college and so what I'm thinking is that I have I've had this limited developmental ability while I was under my parent supervision so I'm kind of having to go through a lot of those developmental processes now now that I realize that I missed some of those processes or missed some context throughout some of that processing so basically I'm living some aspects of my life or reliving or kind of rebuilding some parts of my life some parts of my adolescent life, basically. Yeah. So I'm not sure where I'm going with that, but it's just kind of a notion that I've been mulling about. And it makes sense to me in terms of how I've developed some patterns and how I've retained some of the cycles that I'm still going through and trying to trying to fix or improve. So does that make sense to you, Pam? It-
0: it does it absolutely does and i think to build on that you after college also went into a pretty heavy um anxiety right so that was also limiting your development Mm. you Mm -hmm. were unable to think about like higher level development and focus Mm. on on these, like, more um, high-level mental processes, you were just stuck in anxiety and just really focusing on, like, surviving, basically. Right. So then there was another chunk of time where you maybe missed a lot of the development that people go through in, like, their late 20s and early 30s that you're now catching up on.
1: Yeah, and that's a good point. What that brings up for me is that all of this development, pre-college and even post-college, before the realizations that I'm making now it's all been focused on the super system for me mm-hmm. so even when I was under my parents supervision I was in line or I was in hearing ad- adhering to their super system so I had to follow their rules and their traditions and conventions and I was limited within that scope and then when i left the home and went to college and was able to explore a little more and try to find myself i guess i was still influenced by the super system and that was the super system of my social system so when I So I went to two colleges. I went to one college my freshman year, and then I transferred my sophomore year to another college. And the second college, I joined a fraternity. So the fraternity was a big super system for me. And even before uh, the first college, I played soccer. So my soccer team was my social super system. But in both cases, I was trying to appease the super system and conform per se like I did assert myself a little more you know I was free from my parents supervision so I was able to explore a little more in that sense without being under the strict eye of my parents but I still had these ideas that I had to conform with my social system and you know, I, I'm i not one who falls in line and follows, you know, everything, and I, I'm very unconventional. <laughs> uh, but at the same time, while I may have been different in a lot of ways from my fraternity brothers or my soccer teammates, there was still this general notion, this general overarching systemic notion that was keeping me within some sort of system. And I wasn't necessarily asserting myself or the real, like, inner self fully, I guess, is my point. So that's something that I'm doing more now or trying to do more now. And as I stated a couple weeks ago, You know, I want to try to assert myself more into the system and assert my own system into the system. So that's the whole reasoning behind this kind of adjustment in the process of this practice of podcasting. (laughs) (laughs) So that's where I'm coming from and where I want to go with this. So do you have anything you want to add there, Pam?
0: Um, I mean, I could ask a lot of questions like where else you're asserting yourself because, uh, where our life is right now, your entire physical world is me. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, we're together 24 seven, we're in the middle of a pandemic. So we're not socializing, we're not really interacting with other people. So I'm just wondering, like, is this is practice where you're doing this assertion or do you have other places that you're practicing with this?
1: Yeah, I haven't really thought about it in terms of practicing other than this podcast. But it's just more of a general mindset that I want to try to build upon. So other than this podcast, I haven't really thought about practicing it. But hopefully practicing it with this podcast will help me get into that groove and help me expand upon it. So, I mean, do you have any suggestions?
0: <laughs> well, I'm thinking ahead to next weekend when we're having lunch with your whole family. Oh, jeez. And geez. wondering.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know if we're going to be moving that fast. <laughs>
0: okay, just wondering. Just wondering. Because I feel like I'm the one that has really pushed with them to like, yeah. be like, our life is unconventional. We're not getting married. We're not having kids. Like, you know, kind of pushing back on that super system. I've <laughs> done that. So I was just wondering if you're going to start uh, ex- exerting yourself a little bit more in that environment.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think I have been little by little. But, yeah, I definitely could could focus on that a little more. And maybe maybe you could try nudging me a little bit on that end. <laughs> I'll try. Yeah, but, yeah, that's, there's a lot of deep deep history there's a lot of layers there in that family system so
0: that happens with anyone I mean as soon as I'm around my parents I turn into a kid again right that's just what happens
1: yeah but I'm mindful of it now so there's that I mean the first step is awareness so have that and now we'll try to put it into practice a little more so we'll see how that goes maybe we'll have an update With that next week (laughs) (laughs) but yeah on that note i also want to emphasize our unconventional practices so if we have something new that we implemented over the past week or something that we're changing up or something that comes to mind i'd like to share those things so what do you think about that pam i like it cool cool can you think of any anything right off the bat
0: Um, I mean, the only unconventional things that I've been doing uh, is that I enrolled in an astrology certification course, Mm -hmm. (laughs) so that's pretty unconventional. Yeah. Um, other than that, yeah, nothing really unconventional going on over here. I've just been focusing on uh, body movement stuff to fix my patterns that are causing me pain and discomfort.
1: Yeah, I mean, even that I think is unconventional because a a lot of people don't really know how to take care of themselves in terms of recovering from injuries. Mm-hmm. It, uh, in general, I would think people are dependent on outside help, like doctors or physicians or therapists or whatnot. There I go, self-editing and <laughs> doing synonyms again.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of people would just um, deal with pain until it like got to a hip replacement or something like that. They don't take the proactive measures.
1: Yeah, let's talk about that real quick because, I mean, how beneficial is it to know how to relieve your own pain or work out some of your own muscle aches and postural issues and stuff like that?
0: I mean, it's definitely empowering to not feel like you're a victim of whatever's happening with your body, to be able to to recognize patterns and be able to change how you're sitting or standing or, you know, I think people get so reliant on, um, oh, if I buy a new chair, then it's going to fix all my problems. But it's really the way you're sitting in the chair. It's not the chair. Right. You know? And especially now that we are in a pandemic and going to a doctor's office may not be the best idea or, you know, seeing a chiropractor weekly or whatever that is, you know, the, the more you're interacting with other people, the more you're putting yourself and your loved ones in danger right. or, or the physician themselves, if you've been exposed. So, like, inserting yeah. yourself into that system is, is potentially more dangerous right now. So, just being able to have that ability or even just the, like, knowledge to, like, go to Google and search, like, here's what's going on with my hip. And mm-hmm. and to, like, be able to take that action, I think, is so much more than most people feel empowered to do.
1: Yeah, so many good points there. First of all, having self-empowerment. Second of all, being able to make yourself feel better and recover better and be mindful of posture and alignment and movement patterns. And... There was a another point
0: inserting yourself into the medical system right now
1: yeah that and on the other side people may be developing different patterns now that they may be staying mm-hmm. at home or they have different working environments and their day-to-day is a lot different than it was a few months ago yep so there may be new ailments coming rising up or you may have Found that you don't have the back pain that you were experiencing when you were working in the office, yeah. or something like that, or maybe even past movement and bodily uh, physical issues or uh, kinesthetic issues, you may notice effects of lighting and stuff like that. And so, I know we're starting to get in tangents here, but it all comes back to being mindful yeah, and awareness. awareness of patterns. And so, Yeah, it's great if you can learn. And yeah, the other thing is being a problem solver. Yeah, You know, learn how to solve problems yourself. We have so many resources, and there's so much information out there. Of course, you have to disseminate the information, and there's a lot of bad information out there too. But once you start looking into this, you also become knowledgeable in weeding out the bad information and figuring out what works best for you. We
0: talk a lot about how different our upbringings were, but I think that's one thing that we have in common, that as kids, we both had to figure a lot of stuff out for ourselves. Mm -hmm. So you had to because your parents couldn't really help you because they didn't know either. And I had to because I was a latchkey kid, so I spent a lot of time alone. And if Mm -hmm. I wanted to know how to do something, I had to figure it out. I had to take it apart and put it back together or you know whatever it is. So we both are big problem solvers. And I think one of my huge pet peeves is When people can't do that. So, you know, if you have Mm -hmm. kids, I think let them figure stuff out on their own. Don't spoon spoon feed them everything. Like, leave them alone. Let them figure it out because it's going to be a huge skill later in life.
1: Yeah, exactly. And that seems to be an issue that may be rising these days. And I don't have first-hand experience, obviously. We don't have first-hand experience. <laughs> yeah, we're going to
0: give parenting advice when we don't have children.
1: <laughs> yeah. But I I read a lot about uh, bringing up children and even birthing. And, I you know, I'm interested in all this stuff. So there seems to be a preponderance of this helicopter parenting yeah. going on these days. And, yeah, you're not doing your children any favors if you're solving all their problems for them you're making them reliant on you so yeah don't do that (laughs) (laughs) let them learn it's all about learning and if you do everything for them they don't learn and they can't evolve and they can't Progress and improve their minds and their cognitive abilities.
0: And that doesn't just have to apply to children. If you have employees or a significant other or anyone that you're in a close relationship with, if you're constantly solving their problems, you're not doing them any favors. I was thinking about that when we were watching um, The Peanut Butter Falcon last night. And that was like a big message that was in there was that his caregiver wanted to solve all of his problems and that yeah. Shia LaBeouf's character was like, no, I'll let him figure it out on his own. And that's a huge lesson, I think, for anyone. It happens in relationships. You know, I try and solve CK's problems for him and then I just end up getting in the way and then he gets frustrated <laughs> that I'm in the way and that's a lesson that I've had to learn. Um, <laughs> so, I think that that's, a, that's something that can apply to more than just children.
1: Yeah, that's a great connection you made there. And Thanks what a good movie i really like that movie so good shia labeouf yeah i keep telling everyone now to watch it because it was so
0: good yeah
1: yeah check that out peanut butter falcon shia labeouf and yeah so great points uh i totally lost my train of thought But there are a couple other things that I want to start working in and these are around things that I've talked about before too with like stoic philosophy and Taoism and maybe I may recite a quote or something for every episode and kind of take the theme off of that and something else is something that Pam mentioned her interest in astrology so maybe we'll work a little of that in and Just as a quick note, we're not looking at astrology as this, like, woo-woo fortune-telling kind of methodology. No. It's more of an avenue or a path towards self-reflection. So, it all fits in with our... um,
0: Overarching themes.
1: Yeah, exactly. Our overarching (laughs) themes. overarching themes, and I just totally lost the th- source in my brain. It's not working <laughs> now. <laughs>
0: it doesn't want you to start listing off synonyms.
1: Yeah, I guess so. So, yeah. So, we'll start working those things in, and basically, how I'm coming about this is is a process of self-reflection, and I've, I know I've mentioned that before, but in thinking about this and the things that i've been going through the past couple weeks is kind of one helped me realize that this practice itself recording these sessions every week has become kind of like a touch point or is that the word i'm looking for like a touchstone in my life Uh, because we have this every week and i can reflect every week and kind of look back on our weeks and see how they went and kind of process things and consider our mindsets and stuff like that. So it's really become like a self reflective touchstone for me and in realizing that and also realizing that uh, it's allowed me to let go of some obsessive practices that I had been employing for the past few years like mm-hmm. the self-quantification stuff that I mentioned a couple weeks ago where I basically notated. I had like two over 200 different factors that I notated every day.
0: And you wore three body trackers.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and now I'm down to two. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. But at the same time, I kind of lost some other practices. Like I was very regimented with my scheduling and planning every day and every week. And I had a goal setting plan where I'd set goals every week and every month and every three months and and every day. So some of it was a little too obsessive and some of it was a little too overboard, obviously. But some of them I kind of just let go completely. And some of them I, Um, some of them, this practice of podcasting helped pick up the slack, but I feel like I need to get a little more organized and back to some of those practices, and so I kind of want to almost use this podcasting session as, like, the weekly base for my weekly um, reflection, and And kind of work off that because we've been going for 25 weeks now, 24, 25 weeks, Mm -hmm. Uh, 24 weeks, the off by one error. And so Mm -hmm. we'll explain that someday. (laughs) People
0: can figure it out.
1: (laughs) Yeah, true. I'll link to it in the show notes. How about that? If I get around to doing all (laughs) that. But. Yeah, I think I'm going to get back into all that, get my processes down a little more. Um, I've been talking about my workflow and the studio and all this software and all the logistics that I've been going through the past couple weeks. And I started flying this past week. Like the past couple of days, everything's been running smoothly. I got everything working. And so I can get back into my flow. Like I envision this next week getting back into all my organizational stuff, having all that down, and getting back into my flow. And I'm really pleased with how my computer's running, and I kind of want to talk about that, but we're running out of time here, and I can really get in the weeds with that. (laughs) But, yeah, maybe I'll mention some of the key points in the next few episodes, because there's some things that I thought that I knew about, but had no idea about. So I uh, may gather those up and bring those up in future episodes. So I think we'll leave it at that this week. Do you have anything else that you want to add? No, I don't think so. Cool. So yeah, that ended up pretty fun. So that's why I love this practice. Like. Honestly, right before this recording session, I was not in a good place. Mm -mm. I got really frustrated because we're still experimenting with microphones and our setup and stuff like that, and Pam's using the Shure SM7B again this week, but there's some kind of noise coming from it, and I can't figure out where it's coming from. We had it last week, and Pam pointed it out, and I said, "You know, I'll just deal with it, and I'll, uh, I'll, I can use that for practice in post." But now, I mean, I know how I can, I know how to deal with it in post, and it's it still degrades the audio quality a little bit having to deal with that noise. So I want to get rid of it and try to figure that out right before our recording and could not figure it out. And then, you know, when you test that kind of stuff, there's all these different variables that you have to figure out. So I was switching out cables, I was switching out interfaces, I was switching out the computer. And then my, there's something wrong with my laptop where if I unplug the headphones and I plug them back in, they don't work. So I'll have to restart. And so that was an added annoyance and that really started getting to me so I was really annoyed right before we started recording.
0: And I was really annoyed as your pattern awareness manager because you always choose to troubleshoot stuff like that before we record instead of doing it earlier in the week when it won't be stressful.
1: Yeah that, and that's another <laughs> thing because on one hand I look at this as the time to do that because this is the practice time but on the other hand I have also realized that I've been getting into these cycles where I've been doing that and getting into these moods at inopportune times Mm -hmm. so yeah I am mindful of that and looking to improve upon that Um, I've been On that note, I've been slow on getting out the weekly episodes because I've been practicing so much with the audio. And I've been just fiddling with the audio throughout the week instead of just releasing the episode and then fiddling with it. So now I have that in mind as the practice. So we'll see how that goes. I'm improving every week. And we're evaluating and adjusting as we go on. So, yeah, it is what it is, and that's where it's at, and we're trying to stay in the present moment and trying to stay in that sweet spot of the momentum wave.
0: I am trying to honor divine timing and not ask about how not bad advice is coming with all of your audio fiddling on practice.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and that's the other thing with my (laughs) scheduling and stuff like that. I think I've kind of been avoiding my planning and and scheduling practices because I've been dealing with so much troubleshooting and I didn't know how to plan for that or didn't want to deal with thinking about planning for it. So that's probably the wrong strategy. (laughs) So don't do what I do, don't, or you know, do what I say, don't do, or what's that saying?
0: Do what I say, not what I do.
1: Yeah. I think. Do what I say, not what I do. Or something like that. I don't know why it doesn't sound right. But we'll leave it there for this week. And Pam, where can people find you?
0: You can find me on Twitter where I am at Pamela underscore Lund.
1: You might be able to find me on Twitter at CK Disco. Thank you to the listeners for joining me this week. And thank you to Pam for joining me as always. And I hope you come back next week and keep on practicing. Toodaloo!